Thanks for checking in on this podcast. You are about to hear an inspirational teaching from Caris Ministries. If God has used this ministry to bless you in any way, please take a moment and write to us at amenatcaris.org. We are always inspired and blessed to hear how God is blessing people all over the world through what he is doing here at Caris. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so online at caris.org so we can continue making podcasts such as this available free of charge. Tonight, I want to start with um, the access of faith or access by faith. Access by faith. Now, Romans chapter 5, verse 1 and 2. Romans chapter 5, verse 1 and 2. It says that, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we also have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. It says that through whom we, ha- we also have access. How do we have the access? How do we have the access? How do we have the access? All right. Now, to, uh, to be able to enter this place, the access to this room, particularly about three from upstairs, from the back there, or this fire exit. All right. Now, supposing you decide not to use any of these doors and you still want to come here, then you might as well come with a bomb, blow the wall, or come as a ghost. All right? Because that's the access point. All right? So then if someone, you see someone in this building and that, those, all those doors are locked and you, maybe you, let, you exited the building, the, there wasn't anyone here, then you came back, you find people here or somebody here, yet the doors are locked, then it starts to imply that one of the doors, one of the access way was available. Okay, so if you are sure it wasn't there because you are sitting there, then the person might have used a different access. Maybe they used this, this, this door, all right? So when we talk about access, we are talking about means to get somewhere. Now, faith, is, faith gives you access into something. So when you are, you are believing God for... Um, Anything you believe God for, or in life, particularly, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7 says that, for we walk by faith and not by sight. All right. Let's all say it together from the screen. Let's read it out loud. Let's go. Somebody didn't read it. Let's go one more time, please. For the last time, please. That means you can walk by sight. Yesterday, we heard the servant of God, Pastor David, telling us about how you can choose to live a natural life. <laughs> you, can, you can choose to be a civilian Christian. Even though you are born again, you are supposed to live a supernatural life. You can be a Christian and live a natural life. The way natural people live is they, they live based on the five senses and based on natural principles. But Christians can live based on God's word, based on faith, and have results that the natural man cannot easily have. You understand that? So let's say someone is, you are, you are believing God for a child or believing God for something, believing God for a house, believing God for um, a breath, a sort of a particular kind of breakthrough. And they tell you that actually, according to natural dictates, there's no way, there's no access here for you or there's no chance for you. You're going, you are uh, like someone is believing God for a child and the doctors tell you that you are not ovulating. 
You are not ovulating. Now, if, once you are not ovulating, there's no way you can conceive, naturally speaking. But I submit to you, there is a, a couple here. We have a couple here. And the woman was not ovulating, and yet they have two children. <laughs> I, I had a testimony of a, a pastor friend, a very, very interesting testimony. He said that a, a normal, the, the me, medical science say that a, the normal healthy man, the sperm count should be about, I think, 20, 20 22, and 25 millions. The sperm count, 22 to 25 million. Now, they were struggling to have a child with his wife. And when they did the medical examination, the problem was with him. And his sperm count was under 5 million. So that means that if you want to have a normal child, if you're supposed to have a child normally, then that your sperm count must be higher. But his own 5 million. And he was down. He was worried. A pastor. And he went praying one day. When he was praying, God said, what's your problem? He said, the doctor said my sperm count is below 5 million. He said, ah, how many do you need for, to give me? Yeah, how many? You need only one. And you go 5 million. <laughs> you don't have a problem. And he said, as soon as that word hit his spirit, he got up from a prayer prayer, began rejoicing, I'm going to have my child. I'm going to, and then a few months after, the, the, the wife got pregnant and gave birth to twins. What are you talking about? So you can choose to walk by natural dictates or you choose to walk by the word of God. We walk by faith and not by sight, not by sens- sensory perception. What the sen- your senses tell you, things are like. It doesn't matter what you see. There is another access. Hey, there is another access. They will tell you the door is shut, but I'm here to tell you there is another access. There is another access. Once you've got faith, you've got access. Hey, I said if you've got faith, you've got access. Shout access. There's access for someone. It does not matter what doctor. You see, the problem is that we believe. If, have you ever seen someone who has just come out from the doctor's office or GP's office, came out, and the doctor, they said, maybe you have high blood pressure or something. And so they give you a prescription for the to go and buy the medication. And then comes out of the doctor's office and then goes to the reception and asks, is this thing true? Should I buy? Is it true? The doctor said, I need... Um, do you think what he said was right? No, I don't think it's true. Mm, I can't be bothered. No. As soon as they come out, they are making their way straight to the dispensary. Why? Because the doctor has said. So they begin to take steps. Based on what the doctor said. Some of us, when we are coming, we are leaving your, our, our homes. We didn't take umbrellas. Why? Because the meteorologist did not say it's going to rain. When they say on the television that a storm is coming, you will see how people will be rushing around trying to buy all the necessary things to prepare themselves for the incoming storm. When men speak, we believe. It's easy to plan our lives based on what the doctor said, based on what the news is uh, they are saying on the news, based on what the evidence, physical evidence say. But we find it difficult to plan our lives. And he said, we walk by faith, God's word. 
I see the coming year, this coming, actually, can I say this? When, during the worship, when I took over, that's why I, was, I started getting excited. Because God started speaking to me about some stuff. There is someone on my right here. There is a woman on my right with a certain medical condition. You are supposed to go back to the doctors and they are going to prepare you. They've been planning to prepare you for some theater. But God told me that person is taking care of the situation. If you can connect your faith, you won't need to go through it again. Shall I believe? Right there. Right there. Right there. There's someone on that side. God told me about a car business that the person is about to start. 2014, wow. a car business, and that thing is going to turn the person's life around. Wow. And the person will still be in church. <laughs> say, say, say amen. amen. All you need is a word from God. All you need is a word. You've heard a lot of words from doctors, a lot of words from specialists, a lot of words from um, experts. That's good, but that is for the natural. But it's about time you realize that because you are a supernatural being, you have to access where you are trying to go. Faith. Come on. <laughs> Save my faith. faith. Listen, faith will give. Say <laughs> access <laughs> by faith. <laughs> faith is required for covenant access. That's why when they were in a storm, they were afraid they were going to drown. Jesus, when they said, Jesus, Master, don't you care we are perishing? Jesus said, Luke chapter 8, verse 25, where is your faith? Where is your faith? Your, your faith is enough. When you have faith, it's enough to deliver God's results for you. That's why it says that he who believes, all things are possible. All things are possible to him who believes. Bible talks about how Abraham in Romans chapter 4, verse 22, he was, he was strong in faith. He was strong in faith. 21, verse 21. Abraham did not stagger, being fully convinced that he was promised. 20, verse 20, okay. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory. Strong in faith. Once you are strong in faith, what God has said always comes to pass. Someone say strong in faith. Faith Faith is a law. That once you engage in that law of faith, things happen God's way. He said we walk by faith and not by sight. That means you can choose to walk by sight or walk by faith. But supernatural covenant people do not walk by sight, just by sight, but they walk by faith. Now, quickly, as I said yesterday, how do you walk by faith? Taking God's word for what it says. And Pastor David, by God's grace, expounded it better for us. How, if you say you believe God's word, just believe it fully. Bank all your life on it. All right. So, three things that happen when you are walking in faith. Number one, you believe fully in God's word. Once God, God's word is said, I am healed, then take it. Take it like that. He said, by his stripes. So, if he, 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 you was or you were, 
or you is healed, then take it like that. That's what his word says. All right. So, yes, you feel the symptoms, but you know you are healed. You get up, you start walking, and then the pain, ouch, ouch. And still you, are, you, are, you, are, you know you are healed. You are walking. Though you are, you are, you are struggling to walk, you're, it, physically you feel it, but you know that I'm already healed. You know I am already healed. You know, be, why, but why you say you are healed? Because God's word said it. I found it in God's word and I personalize it and I take it for what it says. Amen. So you believe it fully. Say, I believe. Amen. Number two, you, <laughs> you, once you believe God's word, it's, you speak it. Speak it. What you say matter. Listen, man of God, the world, our world was framed by God's word. Everything that exists exists based on God's word. And Bible talks about how a small, small fire can set a whole forest ablaze. And sometimes when the forest burns, you can't trace, you can't really trace where the fire is coming from. Because the whole thing is burning. But a little spark. And he said the same way, the tongue. What do you use your tongue for? No taste. It's talking in, the, in, 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 in reference to, with reference to speaking. What you speak sets a lot of things alive or sets a lot of things apart. Now, a lot of, hey, let's, oh, sorry. <laughs> when, I, I even forgot what I was going to say. There are issues in life that are because of words. All the, the problems of life has a lot to do with words. Genesis chapter 1, Bible says that when God was about to create the heavens and the earth, he said, Genesis chapter 1 verse 3, Bible says that, and God said, okay, and then verse 6, and God said, verse 9, and God said, verse 11, and God said, verse 14, and God said, verse 20, and God said, verse 24, and God said, verse 26, and God said, verse 29, and God said, then Bible says, verse 31, and God saw. So your saying must be constant. You have to keep, hey, listen, say confession, say confession. My time is up, I say confession. When we talk about confession, in the Bible, confession comes in four ways. The Jews, they used to confess the words of God just as a religious practice, all right? Confession, and they, they confess that God alone is one and all that. That's confession. But when we talk about confession of faith, that's not, what that's not what we are talking about. And then, besides that, we talk about confession of Christ. If you don't confess Christ, you can't go to heaven, all right? So an unbeliever is not supposed to be confessing sins. For what? Unbeliever, you don't confess sin. You confess Christ, because so long as God is concerned, it's not what you have done, but it's who you are that is the problem. So if you are not born again, stop trying to do what we are doing. Look for Jesus. Because the problem is your nature, not your doing. It's your being, not your actions. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so an unbeliever is supposed to confess Christ. That is what changes your destiny. That's not what changes who you are. Now, when you become a Christian... And you've seen, you confess your sins. So confession of, not sin, sins. There's nothing in the Bible as confession of sin or forgiveness of sin. You confess your sins, all right? God forgives us of our sins, 
All right, so you confess, we confess sin. So that's the third confession. Yet there's another last confession, which is called the confession of faith. Now, what is that about? Confession of faith is about, the Greek word for that confession is homologio. Say homologio. Say homologio. Now, homologio is made up of two words, homo and logos. There's, there's a word, an English word called homo. What's the meaning of homo? Same. Thank you very much. Same. Some of you are afraid now. You've changed the word to gay. It's homo. It's not gay. No, sorry, but let's go back to So it's homo. Okay. So same. And then what's logo? Logos. Where? You remember logos word in the beginning was the word logos. All right, and so homologos or homologia, what does it mean? Same word. In other words, saying what God's word is saying. That's right. That's the confession of faith. Saying the same as God has said. Oh man, Lord, deliver me. You, <laughs> you, 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 you are, you are can't be, can't bringing yourself in agreement with God's word. Behaving God's word, saying God's word. That is why in Romans chapter 10, it says that ah, with the heart, man believes. And with the mouth, watch this, watch this. With the mouth, confession is made unto. So if you don't make confession, you will land. There can't be salvation without confession. There cannot be salvation without confession. Confession is key, it's paramount. What you say determines what you have. What you say determines how far you can go. And may I submit to you, brothers and sisters, your faith can never rise above your level of confession. Your faith can never go beyond your confession. And so sometimes you say some things and love loved ones. Oh, don't, don't, you don't have to say. Oh, sometimes we say things casually. Oh, I don't even know what to do about this situation again. I think I should forget about him. I'm tired. And we, we, we say some of these things casually, and yet we expect to see supernatural results. And I have disciplined myself, and I'm still continuing to do it. If you hang around me and you say negative things, if I, I can't rebuke you, I'll have to avoid your presence. Because you are bringing the devil closer to you. <laughs> Problems, everything that exists has to do with worse. I'm going to say something. Your life is the way it is because of your ways. You know why your marriage is like that? Why it's so good? It's your word. Stop, stop saying that this marriage is too much now. Stop saying that my marriage is blessed. Stop saying that my ch- this boy, this boy is a headache. The devil is a liar. Stop saying, ah, I thank God for my boy. I thank God my boy is going to be great. My girl is going to be great. Now, hey, until you say it, you, hey, you are not qualified to enjoy it. That's divine arrangement. So stop, stop being quiet and expect to enjoy. You sit down and tell me that, Pastor, what if I'm dumb? <laughs> Speak out the word. Now, in Matthew chapter 17, verse 20, Jesus said something quite profound. Jesus said that if you have faith, am I right? Because of your unbelief, assuredly, what's the meaning of assuredly? 
Most what? Definitely. Now there's no two ways about this. You can't use it a different way. That's how things are. All right. Jesus said, Assuredly I say unto you, if you have faith as a master seed, what do you end up doing? Faith will always speak. Some of you didn't get it. So why are you saying, I have faith, I have faith, but we are not hearing anything from you. And all we hear from you is, oh, oh, it's not good. Life is hard. Many people <laughs> watch this. Can I tell you something? Many people are confessing life is hard and they are expecting to undo the confession through some powerful man of God's prayer. <laughs> so they confess one thing, then they go and look for a prophet. Prophet, just pray over me. I'm coming for consultation. I'm coming for special prayers and things will change. Life doesn't work like that. Jesus said, assuredly I say unto you, most definitely, no two ways about it. This is the, how it is. That's the way it is. Assuredly I say, if you have faith, you will say to this mountain, be removed. Move and go. And the mountain will move. When there is faith in your heart and it results in speaking, conditions change. Listen, there is nothing special anywhere outside of your mouth being in agreement with God's word. There's nothing special. You know what I discovered, woman of God? God, I discovered that I actually do not need any special prayer to get to my destination in God. I covered the, the prayer of brethren but not any special one. When God, if God, hey, if God knows that this, there's an anointing on this, sorry, there's an anointing on this man of God. If God knows that he has placed an anointing on this man of God and I need to contact him for the grace to flow on me, right. he will arrange and as I walk with him in obedience, our paths will cross. Yeah. But I don't have to be sitting in my ghetto believing that, oh, one day, maybe one day, I'm waiting one day. One day, maybe, maybe God, a certain man of God will come or a certain special prophet will come. And you have God's word. Do you know strange things people do? After hearing such word, which we preach, after the church, they will come and say, has God got a special word for me? Man of God, what's the word for me? You see, many people don't hear. They don't hear. They do, I saw some even recent. They don't hear. You can, after, listen, after church, if you come to me and ask me what God is saying, I will tell you faith, access by faith. Access, access. What? Whatever God wants you to know is what I am saying and what we are saying. There's no private word for anybody. Shall I believe? Did you, oh, bring it back on the screen. What, are, what is God saying now? What is he saying? Don't come to me and ask me for another word. Man of God, I've always believed that one day I'll meet you and you speak into my life. Oh, that's my dream. <laughs> ah, I've now seen you. God has answered, man of God, speak something to my life. What again should I say? You know what is happening? It's nice for me to make you feel that you need me to get to where God wants you to go. I mean, it's ego. When, when somebody calls, Pastor, oh, I need your special prayers. It makes me feel better. Naturally, in, the, in my human self, and so sometimes men of God will embrace it comfortably. 
But the truth is that we need, Bible says that he gave some apostles. When he led captivity captive, he gave gifts to men. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11, 12, and 13. He gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some teaching pastors for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. So he actually gave men of God. You can't be better in your life, in your work with God, outside of the men God has given. So I'm not saying men of God don't matter. They do. But Christianity has everything to do with your faith. And the, the main job of a man of God is to navigate you through the scriptures so you can see what God is saying, believe what God is saying, and say what God has said. In Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5, he says that God has and said, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5, and he said, 13, verse 5, he says that let your life be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. Ha, ha, for what? For he himself what has said, I will never leave you. Do you know why he said it? Do you know why God said it? Go to the next verse. He himself has said, so we may boldly. Why did God say it? Why did God say it? I want to hear it, but why did God say it? So why are you not saying what God has said? And you are running around for help from men. Bishop, we had the boss said, there is no future in the help of man. <laughs> Think about it. There is no future in the help of man. The psalmist said, my help comes from God. Bible says that let God be true and every man be a liar. Romans chapter 4 verse 3. Let only God remain true. In Numbers chapter, 9, chapter 23 verse 19, he, said, he says that, for God is not a man that he should lie. Has he said it and shall he not do it? Has he spoken shall he not make it good? When God says this, he's watching over his word. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 12. He watches over his word to perform. And so you have to repeat the word. You have to speak the word. God is bound by his word for he has exalted his word above his name and if you repeat his word if you speak his word you will get God himself because he is the word somebody shall I believe believe. your faith is non-existent without your confession and as a matter of fact every genuine faith speaks every genuine faith what do you speak homologio speak what God has said minister don't let anything change your confession. Don't let any condition change your confession. Sometimes you can see certain situations and you feel like, you know what? <laughs> That's what they say. But let's be real. Let's, let's be real. Let's, let's be real. And you are dying in the reality. Let's be real. There's nothing as real as God's word. Anyone who believes in God's word has the responsibility of confessing and holding on to God's word to the end so he can see, see the result. Genesis chapter 1, as I quoted, we saw nine times God keeps saying. God kept saying nine times. Verse 3, verse 6, verse 9, verse 11, verse 14, verse, verse 20, verse 24, verse 26, verse 29, nine times. And Bible said, then God said, then God said, then God said, then God said, and then verse 31, and God saw. So, your confession, even in Hebrew, uh, sorry, in, in, in Mark chapter 11, verse 23, it talks about the fact that if you have faith, 
For I shall I say unto you, Mark chapter 11, verse 23, for I say unto you, whosoever shall do what? Say. Shall do what? Say. Shall do what? Say. Be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believe that those things which he Say. said will be done. He will have whatsoever he said. So it has a lot to do with what you say. Faith from beginning to end has to do with speaking the word of God from beginning to the end. He says that looking unto Jesus, the starter, the beginner, the author, and the finisher of your faith. He said, I am the word. He's the word. Your word is true. I want to challenge someone, encourage someone. The problem is that not, 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 not that you don't really believe, but the devil tries to bully you to say what you are not supposed to say. Right. To begin to, instead of your homo, homologia becoming God's homologia in agreement, your homologia is with another reality, the sight reality, what the conditions are dictating to us. So your, your words begin to become your conditions, not God's word. And that's, what, that, that's the problem. Because some of us sometimes, we want to speak what God is saying, but we see the, situ- the, the storms, we see the challenge, we see the, the threat around us, and guess what? We give up our confession, and we begin to confess or say, well, that's how things are. But I submit to someone, this evening, speak God's word. Amen. Be determined that God's word is the only thing you will speak. And as you speak God's word, I see God taking you to another level. I see God taking you to another level. Did you get God's word? Did you get something? Someone put your hands together and give the Lord a shout. I mean, give the Lord a shout. Bible says that for all the promises of God, in him are ye. And amen is said. When you say it, you endorse what God has said. I prophesy over your life that as God prepares us into 2014, you begin to bring your words in alignment to what God is saying for your faith to find a way to manifest. That God, when they say there's no way, God, by your faith, will make a way for you. So shall it be in Jesus' mighty name. And all shall say, and all shall say, Hallelujah. Give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening. For more resources, please visit caris.org or call us on 0207-740-9960. God bless you.